Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of his word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, experts in engaging children with the word of God. Together, we will make sure that you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Welcome back to the You Can Tell the Children podcast. I'm your host, Meredith Steidler, and this is episode 78. Did you know that having a relationship with a non-parental adult is a key source of social support for our youth and can result in positive teen outcomes? Well, today's guest speaks to this type of mentorship in a fun and impactful way. Have you ever heard of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes? Or maybe you've heard it called FCA. What I bet you didn't know is that this ministry has been around for more than 65 years and has spread to over 100 countries. Their mission is to reach every coach and athlete with the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's mentorship in sport form. And today, I get to introduce you to one of Bible to School's partners by way of their Mid-Atlantic FCA director, Chris Rich. You'll get to hear a bit about his own journey with FCA, relish with us in some pretty awesome God stories, and learn how to connect with an FCA near you. An easy way to recapture our conversation and grab the resources from today is by heading over to our website, bible2school.com. That's bible2school.com and click on the resources tab. This will take you to all the podcast episodes where you can find the show notes from today, episode 78. Would you like to learn about bringing a Bible to school to your community? We would love to talk with you about this. Visit our website at bibletoschool.com and click on the contact us tab we'll get the conversation started. Did you know that one share of the You Can Tell the Children podcast can help us reach another state? Our stats show us that we have listeners not just from Pennsylvania, but from California, Kentucky, Colorado, and Florida too. How cool is that? So please send this episode to a friend and watch the message spread. Ready to hear how we can see the world transformed by Jesus Christ through the influence of coaches and athletes? Listen in to my conversation with Chris now. Well, hi, Chris. It is so good to have you here with us on the podcast today. Good to be with you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Would you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Yeah, yeah. It's great to be here. I appreciate Bible School, all you guys do. And at FCA, I work for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. So I've been with FCA now for, oh man, almost 12 years. I think this will be 13, actually. I'm sorry. And uh, been a blast right out of college, came on staff, working with coaches and athletes, kind of knee to knee, eye to eye. And uh, as God's kind of had it, moved into a role now as the vice president of field ministry. So I oversee five states in Washington, D.C. in the mid-Atlantic region. But it's really cool to be with you guys and what you guys do. You know, we say in FCA all the time, if you want to get to our kids now, you better get them young because yeah. uh, the Bible is being attacked everywhere. So you guys are doing an awesome job and super fun to be with you and thankful that you guys would have me. Thank you so much. That's so exciting. We're so glad to have you here today. Just so our listeners can have a little icebreaker and get to know you better. I heard you're a pretty huge fan of basketball and football. So who are the teams you root for? Oh, man, it's painful. So there's like a, a joke in my house that if you want to root for a bad team or a team that's going to lose, root for dad's team. So oh. uh, yeah, my family laughs about that. And it's like a it's like a running joke. But so I grew up in the Baltimore, Washington, D.C. kind of corridor area. 
So I was all, you know, kind of that neck of the woods, except my dad grew up in Dallas, Texas. Okay. So this is like painful because I now live in a Philadelphia suburb, right? <laughs> my dad grew up in Dallas, Texas. So I became a Cowboys fan. Okay. And you guys know, you know, the last time they won a Super Bowl was when I was about five years old. It's been a long time, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Everyone tells me these things. So, you know, they'll, they'll let me down. It's December, January. They'll let me down, but I'm a Cowboys fan and a Ravens fan. So being in the Baltimore area, I kind of became a Ravens fan, really like Coach Harbaugh. He's been great to FCA, so it's really fun to root for him, become a good friend of our ministry, and we love rooting for him. So that's football, and then on the basketball side, again, you can kind of see where I'm going here. I'm a Wizards fan, okay? The Wizards are uh, consummate, like, you know, middle of the pack. They're, like, kind of make you excited every once in a while, and then they lose it. So Cowboys, uh, Ravens, and then I like the Wizards in basketball, but, yeah, I'm a sports <laughs> fan, though. I mean, it's funny. Like, my wife's like, why are you watching soccer? You don't even like soccer. I'm like, I just like competition. <laughs> I like it. If it's on, I'm watching it and I'm ready to compete. And we compete a lot in our house. We meet my boys one day. I got an eight, a six and a 20 month old and wow. they don't know anything but competition. So yeah. uh, it's fun and, and bad. Sometimes we have a lot of tears when we lose. So <laughs> it sounds like you are in the right position, though. I mean, you get to live out your passion in what you do. And that's just great and bring Jesus into it. Yeah, so true. And, you know, I, I never thought sports ministry is something you could do for a living. To get to do it now for 13 years, to have a family, to raise a family in it has been a blast. And, uh, you know, God just set it up in a perfect time, in a perfect place and in a perfect way for me. So thankful for that. That's so awesome. And I can thank you, too, because my one of my sons, our middle son, he's a sixth grader. And I was so excited. You know, we helped with Bible to school that second, third, fourth grade. You know, we lay the foundation and then you're handing them off into in our area. It's an intermediate school once they enter fifth. And here I find out there's FCA. Like, what an awesome way to continue on that foundation. And then for those who haven't ever done anything like Bible to school, well, it's a starting point and it's a fun starting point. I mean, my son looks forward to this. That's cool. Yeah, yeah it's good. You know, I think for me, I, it's crazy. Like I, in a little story, I, I never had FCA in my life. We had no FCA in my high school, middle school, college. I went to a Christian college. We didn't have FCA. And there was just like, it's just an identity crisis. It was like, I had one identity in sports and one identity as a Christian kid, my parents dad was a pastor. So I kind of grew up in that way. But, you know, to get the chance that I said, when my feet hit the ground every morning to get the chance to give to athletes and coaches, what I never had is one of the greatest honors of my life. So, wow. Um, and obviously it's selfish now because I got three boys. So I get to minister <laughs> yeah. to their friends all the time as well. So. That's so cool. So tell us, many listeners have heard of FCA. Some have not. So tell me again, what does it stand for and who can attend? Yeah. So we're the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. We really believe that sports is a great avenue for sharing the gospel. We think there's two transcendent languages in all the world, that's music and sport. And so uh, through sport, we get the chance to kind of uh, roll a ball out, develop relationships and walk with both young and old, you know, everything from the middle school level, you mentioned it kind of, we start in that middle school, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade kind of time frame, all the way through. And we're ministering to professional athletes. Uh, we talked about Coach Harbaugh a little bit with the Ravens and his relationship with us. And we have chaplains with professional teams, college teams at all levels. And so we believe that through the influence of coaches and athletes, uh, we can see the world transformed by Jesus Christ. We create programming. We create opportunities. We call them huddles in the local schools where uh, athletes and coaches attend. So we have athletes huddles and then coaches huddles where coaches actually get to walk alongside other coaches in this journey of faith in the profession or in the world of coaching. The beautiful thing about FCA is anyone can attend. Anyone. You know, you don't have to be 
committed, you know, believer at that moment. Like we've seen so many kids. I mean, I can tell you countless stories of young people that have come to our huddle, come to one of our ministries, come to one of our events, not knowing Jesus, come face to face with the person to him through our leadership and uh, are now walking in a relationship with him in the world of sports, which can be really challenging, especially when there's competition. So. Wow. That's awesome. So I know from my kiddo, he goes Friday mornings before school starts. Is that normal? Is that how it is everywhere? Or does each place differ? So in some schools, they have opportunities where kids can go to the huddle during the school day. They call them club times. Um, Sometimes they can do that. Sometimes they do do mornings. But I would say that most of our like true huddles, our true campus-wide Bible studies are in the morning. So it is early. Parents are getting up early and driving them there. And then parents are celebrating when their kid gets their license, they can drive themselves to there, yeah. <laughs> uh, in the morning. Um, so it's like that blessing and a curse, right? Oh, and, but um, it's worth it. It's worth yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's most of them are in the morning. And then we have team studies too that really are revolving around the practice schedule. Before or after practice, kids might come in a little early, stay in a little late, walk alongside one of our volunteers in a team Bible study as well. And that, that really happens a lot in high school and colleges. Wow, that's awesome. What an awesome way to connect fun Christian living, sports, and and mentorship, really. I mean, right? This is, these kids are experiencing mentorship, though they not, might not know that word. I actually read a stat recently that a relationship with a non-parental adult is a key source of social support for our youth, and then in turn can mitigate the risk and contribute to positive teen outcomes, like less behavior problems, more positive school attitudes, and even achievement. I mean, are you seeing that? Oh, I mean, I've lived it, right? I've lived it as a, as a person, as a young man, having men in my life that were not my parents. I was, my parents were great people. I love Jesus, pushed me to Jesus every day. You know, we were always in church, but to have those men in my life that I could go to, that I could have conversation with, cared about me as an athlete, but more so as a young man was huge. But the other thing that's really cool is that, you know, they say that the most important person, people in a kid's life are, are their two parents in the household, right? So when we have a, a young person with two parents in the household, that's the most important thing. Yeah. But we always say that probably the second most influential person in their life is coach. I always tell a little funny story. My uh, my mom was really big on us having dinner together as a family. So mm-hmm. we'd have dinner together every night, 5.30 every night. My dad get home at 5, 5.30 was family dinner. Until I hit middle school basketball and my basketball coach said practice was at 5.30. Guess what happened to dinner? It got moved. We didn't skip basketball practice. We got we moved dinner. And so uh, it was really important. But we believe that that influence of a coach in a young person's life can be transformative. And so we believe that the coach is the second most influential person in a young person's life behind those two hopefully loving, God-fearing parents in the home. But we really want to minister to the coach in that way so that they can then mentor their athletes. They can walk alongside them. We want to put people in the programs, in the high school programs, in the college programs that are there strictly, we call them character coaches, that are there strictly uh, to walk relationally with these young people. So it's really cool. You know, you name high school around here. We won't name any necessarily right now, but there is uh, volunteers walking alongside a sports program, walking alongside a high school football program as the character coach with the sole purpose of developing relationships with the young men within that program and pointing them towards Jesus. Mm. And it's voluntary for the students. We obviously are, are living within the law, right? We, we want to honor that. But we have folks that are doing that, leading team Bible studies, developing young leaders for faith within the teams. And, and it's a huge opportunity for us to really reach hundreds of thousands of kids. Oh, yeah. I mean, your program really hits the mark. I mean, it's setting these kids up for success. Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to School kids. 
If Adam and Eve were the first people, what about God? Wasn't he the first person? Our children are great critical thinkers, aren't they? We love that they're thinking and asking questions about the very nature of God because it's so important to our faith. In answering this question, we need to talk about two natures, human and spirit. First, talk about what the children can relate to the easiest, how Adam and Eve were indeed the first human beings who have flesh and bones. Then talk about how God is spirit, who always was, is, and will be for eternity. Trying to wrap our head around God, who has no beginning or end, is always an interesting conversation. Did you personally have any mentors or coaches in your life that really impacted you growing up? So it's crazy. My story is that I actually never played for a Christian coach outside of my father. So my dad coached me, you know, throughout. He was a, he was an athlete. He's a, he was a high school uh, football player, you know, all that. And then he coached high school football for a bunch of years. And uh, throughout my little league, and then even as a high school athlete, he was on the coaching staff. And so he was probably the only believer, he was the only believer that I ever played for. And I'll tell you what that created for me in the coaching realm was a massive performance-based identity. Because for me, it was all about the scoreboard. I played high school quarterback in a pretty big program in the state of Maryland. And we had come off a state championship and you were defined by wins and losses. You were defined by the stats you put up. And so, you know, playing quarterback so hard, my mom hated it. She actually wishes I didn't, I think, at times play quarterback. It probably took some years off her life sitting in the stands. But that pressure uh, created a performance-based identity that I found my worth in how I performed, not in who I was in Jesus. And so that's something every athlete has to deal with at some point. Thank God some deal with it younger through mentorship. But what happened for me was there's two gentlemen in our church that now I know my dad intentionally asked, you know, reach out to me, speak into my life. And throughout my career, uh, even going to college and playing at Grove City College, they would consistently reach out to me. And just little things that, I mean, I'm just being honest, I didn't even catch at the time that they would say to me helped shape as my identity grew in Christ. And so it was a, it's a journey, right, for these athletes. And for me, it was a longer journey than I hope it will be for the athletes we minister to. But where you start to realize that football is not who I am, football was just what I did. And mm. God gave me gifts and abilities to do it. But who I was was a child of God. Who I was was the follower of him. And so for me, there was two men that were very intentional. Throughout high school, they would take me out to breakfast before school. They would just do some things to kind of pour into me. And I was always thankful for them because I looked up to them. I thought they were cool guys. They were both athletic guys. And um, and then throughout college, just dropping me little lines. And then I'd be home. Hey, let's grab some lunch together. I'd see them at church. You know, they'd ask how things were going. Just that intentional, like doing life together. You know, even as I was a 17, 18, 19, 20 year old and they were kids was just an enormous blessing in my life that is, you know, I attribute a lot of where I am today because of them, you know, being intentional with me. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing your story. That's amazing. I think a lot of our listeners will identify with that. And also it should be an encouragement. People listening to this podcast, it's called You Can Tell the Children. <laughs> so, you know, this is a help for volunteers, for grandparents, for Sunday school leaders to know like intentionality matters. And your involvement really does make a huge difference and impact in the lives of these kids. Yeah, listen, I mean, my, my, again, my story, I hope, is an encouragement to people because sometimes we, we get nervous about telling them. What are they yeah. going to think? The intentionality that those two men shared is the reason I'm sitting here today. And, and we have 260 staff in the Mid-Atlantic region that I get to oversee and wow. all this going on, unbelievable structure but I don't know that I would have been there if people weren't intentional with speaking truth into my life. And that's what you guys do so well. You're bringing the truth of the word of God 
into these young people's lives. That's what FCA desires to do as well, which is a really cool partnership with us. And, you know, that we get the chance to speak the word of God. And, you know, I hope it's an encouragement. Don't worry about what you think you look like or feel like or messing it up. You ain't going to mess up God's plan. He's good. He knows how to take care of it. And uh, he'll make it work. Amen. Well, many people might not know this, but Bible to School and FCA actually do partner. It's a privilege and an honor to be connected. And really, it's just super cool. We're all in this together. We all have the same goal, right? To intentionally share the love of Jesus for the next generation. Uh, Just one quick question. Uh, One of the biggest things with Bible to School is we are fueled by God stories. Now, you just shared like your whole life of a God story. Uh, But do you have any favorite, like you're regional director, right? So do you have any stories you've heard that you could share that are like, oh, this is just so God. Well, here's my my favorite thing about what I do is I've gotten to actually, I've served in almost every role up the champ, the org chart, if you will, in FCA. So I started right in the field area rep, we call it, you know, working with a bunch of high schools and we had unbelievable stories there. And then I was an area director hiring some staff and then a state director of Pennsylvania, which was kind of my first cutting my teeth in real leadership uh, <laughs> challenges. And then now in this role, but I'll, just, I'll tell you a quick story. We have a young man. Uh, he played tennis in college and uh, he was from Australia. Uh, I met Ben through one of our staff at an event we were having. And I sat down with Ben. And I was just asking him, Ben right now just graduated from college and he is considering FCA staff. He's considering, you know, a full-time role with our ministry. Originally from Australia, he started telling me his story and he came to college and, and he was he would say probably apathetic towards his faith. He wasn't too serious about it. It was like, Hey, this is, yeah, I'm a Christian, but that was really the extent of it. Mm-hmm. And he was a really good tennis player, division one tennis player mm-hmm. came overseas. So from the other side of the world to the United States to a public university here in our region, and he's playing tennis. And two, two years in is the year 2020, which we all look back on either with incredible hate or yeah, uh, PTSD. I don't know what it was, but we all look back on that. And, what happened in 2020 is obviously, you know, that the world shut down, uh, sports shut down, and he was sent back to Australia because now campuses are shut down. Nobody's on campus. He's back in Australia with his family, away from his teammates, away from his coaches. And he had heard about this thing called FCA on campus. And he got a hold of our FCA director on the campus, and he said, hey, I want to get involved. What can I do? And they had started Zoom Bible studies. So they were connecting all of the athletes that used to be there on campus together on Zoom, which we all look back on and hate, but right now this is great for us to do this because we're not in the same place, but we can do this. But back then I was really tired of Zoom, but man, he got connected on a Zoom Bible study. Six months later, the university at the end of the school year cut the program because of financial issues. They cut tennis from their sports offerings. So here's a young man who came with his identity all in tennis, kind of knew who Christ was, kind of was a Christian, got connected to an FCA Zoom study. And began to develop a relationship with the Lord through another gentleman that was volunteering to lead this study. So this young man gives his life to Christ in a new and a real way, starts walking with him, and then tennis is gone. Hmm. And he said to me, he said, he said, you know, I just faced this moment in my life. Like, what am I going to do? I can transfer, but I know God's working in and through me right here on campus. He's got, he's put this mentor in my life through FCA. I'm getting a chance to lead other people now and have conversations about the faith. And he said, I decided to stay and I decided to put my identity fully in Christ and kind of get rid of this identity that was in tennis. And now he's been our, he was our uh, FCA president for two years on campus. He interned for us last summer. Uh, he just finished a trip to passage uh, to Israel with FCA, learning a little bit more Bible history and growing in his faith. 
and now is praying about and considering being the first staff back in Australia, going home with FCA and leading FCA in Australia. Wow. So, you know, as you think about ministry and you think about this little kid named Ben, who's a really good tennis player, who has a really cool Australian accent, um, that one of our staff has got to know on Zoom, that might be the kid that goes back and launches a whole movement in a whole country of Australia. My son wow. reminded me the other day, I think it's like a country and a continent. I'm not that smart, but my eight-year-old is. <laughs> Oh, my word. Well, I just want to say to Ben, thank you for being obedient to the Lord, because look what he does when we take down our idols, when our identity is correctly founded on the cornerstone, on Jesus Christ, how he rewards us. Like, how excited is Ben to look back on his life and be able to share that story, for you to be able to share that story, for our listeners to be encouraged by it? Well, and just to know that, you know, that verse that says God works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. You know, we can easily make that about, oh, feel good, great. But it didn't feel very good for Ben when tennis got cut. You right. know, that's when he came to play. And we believe, we love competition. Like, I, you know, I told you in my house, we like welcome it. Like we're yeah. competing over who can, you know, run upstairs and get mom the uh, the uh, paper towel roll because they're out in the kitchen. I'm <laughs> timing kids to see you can go the fastest. Like that's how <laughs> our house is. We love competition in our world. And I know in FCA we do. So, we're yeah. you know, we're not celebrating tennis getting cut. But we can celebrate how God does work that together for the good of Ben and for those who are called. That goes beyond Ben now because there's folks in his circle that are called to Christ and because of his faithfulness are going to hear the word of God. So it's yeah. really cool. You know, we've seen that lived out. And, you know, I've seen that lived out on middle school campuses all the way through the professional ranks of young people coming to know Jesus and just being on fire to be the missionary back to their campus. Amen. And may that fire just continue to spread. I can hear the fire in your voice, Chris. So thank you for doing what you do. So before we leave, I just want to make sure parents know, uh, caretakers, grandparents, ministry leaders, how do we know if this is available in our school district? Yeah, so you can go, you can go to a couple of different websites. You can go to fca.org. You know, the main website globally is fca.org. You can go there. You can go find my staff and you can do all of that uh, on our website, the Mid-Atlantic, midatlanticfca.org. You can get a hold of us. You know, my admin is always, you know, right there, ready to respond and get you connected to your local staff person. So I oversee Virginia, New Jersey, Maryland, Delaware, Pennsylvania, and Washington, D.C. But we have th those VPs all over the country. And so in all over the world, you know, we're a global ministry now. Uh, we have 2,500 staff in the United States. We have uh, about 700 international sports partners that are doing this all over the world in different countries. We're in over 100 countries now, which is just unbelievable to say. Because when I started, we were in one. We were U.S. Wow. borders, and we're in over wow. 100 now. Praise so God. you can go on there. You can get a hold of us. You know, you can do it through social media as well. You know, we have people watching our social media messages all the time. Hey, we'd love to get connected. We can connect you to the local staff. And not only what's going on currently, but, you know, you might be the catalyst for starting something on your campus. I was going to say, that's my last question is, okay, so there's not one. Do you give us the resources and the training we need if if I'm a parent and say, I want to get this started? You know, The cool thing is we've been around 65 years and we've been a predominantly campus-based ministry for almost all of that time. And so we have the resources to help you get started. We work with our, you know, our local staff, work closely with volunteers every single day. We say we're a volunteer intensive ministry. Like it's so important, those volunteers that have the heartbeat and the passion for a campus, for a team to be able to go and to serve that community. But also, you know, I don't, I don't want to just make it about campuses. You know, the really cool thing in FCA is that, you know, we, last year, our theme was every, we said, we want to reach every coach and athlete with the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
So we uh, also are looking at opportunities now in the um, club and league space. So, you know, you might be playing a club sport, travel soccer, travel baseball, club basketball, whatever it may be. You know, we want to give opportunities for those teams to have a huddle as well. We want to we want to walk alongside families that are a part of the Special Olympics and we want to have ministry in that we call it the all ability space. So, you know, what, wherever you're listening, wherever you're competing, we believe that FCA is perfectly positioned to be a blessing to you to help start ministry right where you are. Now, I believe God calls you to the people that he puts around you, you know, just like our neighbors in our neighborhood, uh, your teammates and the coaches that are coaching your sons and daughters are the ones he's calling you to. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Chris. Thank you for this time together. It's been an encouragement to me, I know, to our listeners as well. Would you mind, would you please cover us in prayer as we close? Sure, yeah. And hey, I just I do want to say, you know, Bible school has been a huge blessing. It's been really fun to watch, you know, young kids go through Bible school. And I went to Bible school and now they're in one of our middle school huddles, which is just unbelievable. <laughs> you know, I think I said it earlier, but, you know, we believe that if you want to get to the hearts of the young people, you got to start younger and younger every day because the world's attacking. So anyway, so what you guys do is so important so vital. And we just want to thank you for partnership and Corey and you doing this. It's just been a huge blessing to walk with you guys, serve the communities that you guys are serving together. So thanks a lot. Absolutely. Thank you. Let's pray. Dear Holy Father, God, we thank you for this time. I thank you for Meredith and just uh, the time we can spend together. Uh, Lord, I thank you for Corey. I thank you for the staff at Bible to School and the blessing that they are to us even uh, and the partnership that we have the opportunity to be in with them. Lord, I pray that you would guard our steps. I pray that as the world attacks and as there's different things going on, that we would be covered by you. Lord, I thank you for the ministry of Bible to School and for FCA. Lord, we pray that your provision would go before them, Lord, that you would walk with us and that you would cover us, God, because we know that we're safest in your hands, God. We thank you. We praise you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I just love Ben's story that Chris shared, how we got to hear his identity change from being rooted in tennis to Jesus in a short amount of time, all because of the impact FCA had on his life. Because of this one life changed by Christ, Australia has now been introduced to FCA, a ministry whose goal is to spread the gospel to every coach and every athlete. I'm so glad Chris reminded us that although Ben's story was not easy to walk through, God worked it all out for Ben's good and God's glory, just as Romans 8.28 tells us. How have you seen this scripture confirmed in your own life? Do you have a story of God's redeeming love to share? We would love to hear from you. So connect with us. You can do this by liking Bible to School on Facebook and Instagram and subscribing to our podcast. Join our conversation on any of these platforms so other listeners can be encouraged by how God is moving in your life. Don't forget to go to our website, Bible2School.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com to find the show notes and get the resources we talked about today. This is where you'll find some more information about an FCA near you as well. Next week, tune in here to hear from Josh Straub, co-author of the Famous at Home book and podcast, as he talks with Corey about connecting kids to Jesus in the busyness of life. You won't want to miss this episode. And friends, remember, you can tell the children about Jesus.